is now the ultimate power in the universe. At last, we will reveal ourselves. Hello there. Oh, we are here. We're back and welcome to Lightsaber Radio, your weekly hive of scum and villainy for anything and everything Star Wars. I'm Charlie and thank you for joining us this, for this weekend episode of LSR. Today, we are joined by the wonderful Drew from Tuscan Radio. Hey guys. Welcome, Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Drew. Oh, that's the most energy I've seen out of you in a long time, Garrison. This episode and the last episode, man, we've been getting a lot of more of that energy. As always, make sure you smash that subscribe button, hit the notification bell to join our live shows on Wednesdays and Saturdays. And if you like this video, drop us a like. It means the whole galaxy. Can I get a hi in the chat? And I hope everyone is doing good this week. What's going on, Chris? What's going on, Nick? Oh. It's nice to see the regulars back. I do miss them. I do like miss them bar. over the week. It's like, it's like going in to do a bartending shift. Yeah, it's like going into Your four bar. regulars are by the door waiting for yeah. you. They're like, okay, well, we'll wait out here until you get everything set up. And then we, you know what we want. So we expect another bar when you walk in. <laughs> <laughs> I, had four, I was a bartender. I had four regulars you know, that were like that. I was a regular out. I was a regular at a place once. It wasn't a bar, it was a taco shop, but she knew I got the same burrito every time I came in. It's like they already had a free crap for you to wake up. No, my regulars were like very adamant. Like the second the door's unlocked, their drinks better be on the bar. So. Our hoth breaker this week, Drew, we start every episode with a hoth break, a little icebreaker, get everyone warmed up and chatting. This week it is right. super simple. You are Grogu. What do you choose and why? Ooh. Are you are you going back to Daddy Mando or Ooh. is it the Jedi way? Why would you say that that was an easy one? That's hard. What you talking about? That's so this easy. Is, yeah, this CJ. is separate from. Oh, go, go ahead, Drew. You're gonna say. Sorry. Yeah. So this is separate from what I think is is actually gonna happen. This is just what I okay. would do if yeah, I were Grogu. I want to yeah. know what you would do if you were Small Green. Got it. Okay. CJ, go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna train with Luke okay. because Kyle and I have already talked about this. I think. And we said this on Wednesday. I think it doesn't matter either way. Because if, I mean, obviously, if you pick Mando, you're not going to get given his lightsaber. I'm sorry. I'm going to manipulate Luke a little bit here. Oh, okay. I'm going to get trained okay. by Luke, get the lightsaber. I know his little soft ass is going to give me that armor either way. Because <laughs> yeah. he literally stated in the episode, the galaxy is dangerous and I'm going to teach you how to protect yourself. You really are not going to give him something that protects from lightsabers and blaster bolts. That's idiotic. And I, don't I know, know if that would protect him against a blaster bolt, though. It got holes in it, you know. Anyway. The blaster might go through that hole. Maybe, maybe. We don't know what Beskar chainmail does. That's the first time we've ever seen something like that. So it'd have to go right through the hole. Like, it's <laughs> yeah, a lot of yeah. That's really like, a pretty tiny hole. <laughs> but I think I think he's gonna. I I would stick with Luke. I'd want to yeah. get the training to learn how to protect myself. True. And what would as I get done, like with let's say a certain amount of training gets done, and Luke sends me off to go do something or I'm with Luke and Mando needs help, I can always convince Luke to go help. Kind of be like Ahsoka with Anakin. That's kind fair. That's quite Nudge, good. nudge, wink, wink. Let's go help him out. Fair, fair. Drew, what would you choose if you were a little green frog? Well, I would probably do the same thing that CJ just said. Um, 
that I don't want to like manipulate Luke Skywalker. You know, <laughs> you don't want to manipulate Luke Skywalker. Uh, is that a bit too morally ambiguous for you? Is that a bit too? Absolutely. Bit too <laughs> um, you probably would take the lightsaber though, and know that you're probably gonna get the that Beskar armor or the the, the Mithril armor I mean, as we called it. Oh yeah, is the Mithril armor massively? Totally Mithril um, armor. <laughs> Um, especially, like, I would not be able, if I was Luke, I would not be able to say no to Grogu. I can't, like, that cute face, those big eyes, I'm, it's too much. So you're a pushover for Grogu. I am a Garrison, what would you pick? Bro, screw, I want freedom, bro. Screw you, get out of here. Plus, I already know, I already know from watching the other movies, Grogu's about to get his ass whooped, but Kylo Ren's gonna destroy everything, so there's not really a point. Like, Fuck you. I'm, uh -huh. I'm going with Mando. Mando is going to keep me safe. We're going to have a good life. I can do yeah. what I want. And just think, Meanwhile, like, if Grogu... No attachments, no, like, love, no kidding. Dude, bro, what kind of life do you want me to live? Or I'd go with Luke for a little bit, wait until he teaches me some basics so I know what I'm doing, then ditch him <laughs> and go back to Mando. Okay. Uh, I'm getting, I'm going with Luke. I'm taking the lightsaber. Then I'm turning to the dark side, and then I'm killing everybody. 100%. <laughs> and I'm well, taking I'm over the galaxy. Every, every <laughs> Kylo Ren's a punk compared to what I'm about to do. <laughs> he burnt a building. That's all we saw. He threw a building on his uncle. Mm -hmm. I'm going to kill people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. The dramatic, the dramatic effect over here. Um, I would go straight back to Mando. Not interested. Like, love lightsabers, love lightsaber training. Absolutely here for it, but I'm not here for the concept of no attachments. Don't take me away from my father yeah. figure, the only person who's ever loved me. Like, <laughs> no. I want to sit in the little in the little droid compartment and look out into space and eat as many frogs as I want. That's all I want. Happiness. Oh, and cookies. You can't and forget cookies. the little blue cookies. No, because he sicks them up if they go too fast, and now Mando <laughs> goes too fast, and it's going to be a mess in there, and... Just imagine he puts Grogu in his lap and he's got to put a bounty in there. He's like, God, it's so gross in here. Yeah, this is the ride you're going to have to take. I don't know if I would believe anybody wants to train, train me in a hut that some some spider or some ant robots built. Who do you leave the ant robots alone? I would be like, dude, I don't want to be here. Your floor is dirt. Like, dude, Mando got a ship. <laughs> you got a dirt floor. We stay in nice hotels. We get random food at every planet we go to. I get to eat what I want. I get to be cute and everybody loves me. I get to see Pelimoto anytime we need ship repairs and her droids. Nah, I mean, ladies, I we got DoorDash ladies who are bringing us eggs on the ship. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Since we have a guest this week, since we are joined by a member of Tuscan Radio, Drew, I want to hear, we want to hear all about your podcast, how it started, why Star Wars is important to you. Why, why, why Tuscan Radio? Why podcasting okay. Star Wars? So we started, or I, I should say, I heard because it was just me for about two years. Um, just like out of because we started in like September 2019 was, is, is when I started the show. Super exciting time for Star Wars. The Mandalorian was about to come out. We were about to get the wrap up of the Skywalker oh. Saga in episode nine. Peak time. Um, I the, the weakest of the Star Wars shows, in my opinion, was Resistance. I didn't hate it though. I didn't hate it. And I, I was moderately anticipating the second season. And then, uh, so when it started, it was called The Mandalorian Podcast. Um, and then we got through that fall, we were covering Clone Wars, and then COVID happened, and that's when it really did take off, and I was able to do a lot more. We covered 
um, all the shows, and then The Mandalorian season two premiered, and that's when the name changed to Tuscan Radio. Nice. Because I just thought that was a better name. And I liked it. There were a lot of podcasts called The Mandalorian Podcast. <laughs> Um, you get like 30 when you type in Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh, we love yeah, an oversaturated yeah. market. Yeah. So, and then it's been like uh, running smoothly for the last, you know, about year. There was a bit of like a, a hiccup, but then like we just got right back on track with Bad Batch and we've been going. We just finished up all the movies. We're doing two podcasts a week for Boba Fett. We're just trying to figure out what to cover and like what to talk about for that like 12 week period between. Yeah. Um, but with that ending and Kenobi starting, so yeah. Um, Star Wars means to me. Wow, that's a <laughs> tough question. It's like I'm not really sure. It's just always been there. It's just always, always been there for me. Um, what probably differs for me about how I became a fan from probably the rest of you and a lot of people was it wasn't the original films. It was the Clone Wars. It was the Lego games that really like, brought me into it. So, uh, and I love the original films so much. Like, who who doesn't? Mm. Who doesn't love those movies? But Clone Wars for me is is Star Wars. That's always going to define what Star Wars is to me. And I love that. Like, there's going to be an entire generation now where the Mandalorian is Star Wars yeah. for them, and I love that. And I can't wait to see the sequel generation kids grow up. And that defines Star Wars for them. Just how um, the the prequels have done. So. Hello, that's me. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, it's very much like the thirteen thirteen guys when they came and talked about their show. For them, it was watching Clone Wars with like their dad, and it was something that was done after school, and it wasn't a knowledge of the the originals or, or the prequels or any of the books or the comics. It was just this pure, very narrow entryway into something that, and I bet your mind exploded when you realized that there was more and more and more, and it just kept coming. Because that's what happened to me. I watched The Phantom Menace for a year straight because I didn't realize there were any other films to watch. <laughs> it was just that one. Just, just, just the ending. It's like, there's such I a huge wore, hole. Like, what happens with Anakin? I wore that VHS tape to breaking point. It broke and I wasn't able to watch it anymore because I watched it so intensely. Didn't realize there were any more films. And then I did. And my world just exploded. So well, I was so good for that. I'd always had the, the, the knowledge of the other movies. And at the, the time, there were six. There were six at the time. And it was just Clone Wars. And Clone Wars was on, like, season four, season five at the time. Um, so there, there wasn't that Old much. Age. There, there wasn't. <laughs> there, there wasn't that much. Then. There, there, like there, there was substantial amount of like on-screen stuff. Um, but yeah, and then just you know, Rebels came along, and the sequel films, and Rogue One, which is my favorite Star Wars movie. Um, and it's just continued to grow and and expand. And I'm just like remembering back in like 2017, where there were where there was talk of like that Yoda movie and that like Jabba the Hutt movie. <laughs> you guys remember that? Was, yeah, I remember those, seeing those, the those posts rumors. everywhere. I remember commenting all the time, no, I don't want Jabba the Hutt. Uh, give me some Boba Fett or give me give me a Vader film, like a, a standalone can, Vader film. Or something something that's not Jabba the Hutt, because I'm sorry, I didn't like Jabba the Hutt in the first place. And to give him a movie, he got a movie. Yeah. He got the Clone Wars movie. He got the Hutt family <laughs> got their one chance and they did. They screwed the pooch on that. No more. The, and then the, the twins have done nothing in Book of Boba Fett. That was a cool concept. They just did nothing with them. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of execution. No. No. 
I did the, uh, the upgrade in the CGI though. It made them feel a lot more uh, in universe. I think for me, like Jabba specifically, oh, yeah. even the puppet Jabba, which like I, I have a real soft spot for all of the puppetry that's used in the original films. But none of it, it always just felt a bit out of place for me. Whereas this CG iteration of these kind of huts felt more authentic and more kind of in that space, at least for me anyway. I know, I know this lot, this other lot had some issues, but that's fine. First, let, me, let me comment on Dylan's comment here. He says the Vader film was episodes one through six. Yeah. I'm not talking about the development yeah. of Vader. Vader got uh, his own film, CJ. It's uh, all I'm six not, of them. No, 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 hold on, hold on. I'm not talking about, talking about the development in the late stages. Like, there's a gap in between. I want to see him go to Naboo and see Padme's tomb and and do all the cool things that we see in the books and hear in the books and the comics. I, yeah, I'm actually back in CJ on this. I want more ending of Rogue One stuff. I want to see yeah. Vader going Thank Vader. You. I want to yeah. see peak Vader. I don't want to see anything else but him go and see Padme and slay half the Naboo. Well, not half the Naboo. Like anybody that stands in his way in Naboo, the big, the big creature that grabs uh, Qui Gon Jinn's ship when they're going up to go to Naboo or down to uh, the Gungan City. I want to see Vader fight that because he gets attacked in the comics by uh, comics by that. Like I want to see stuff like that in live action. You know how cool that would be. Yeah. Well, with that said, with that said, said, with that said, we did. I, we did see so far what Disney's done to Boba Fett, in my opinion, and I, I, I just don't touch it, Disney. Let Vader be Vader. <laughs> I, I don't want to risk it. <laughs> True. Uh, I, I'm so sorry. sorry. I was going to ask you another question, but you were already oh, talking. Yeah. Um. Here's the thing, though, is like with this idea of an all-inclusive canon, and it's something that we've been talking about on the podcast a, a lot, um, is particularly with characters like Darth Vader and Poe Dameron, is you just see them go through the same story beats where they learn the same things. Like Poe, like Poe's gone through the same arc four or five times between the comics and the movies. Yeah. Uh, Vader has had to let go of Padme what like three, four, five times now through his like several comic series and yep. the Lords of the Sith novel. So I, while I'd love to see it in live action, I I know in the back of my mind that that's the story arc that they'd be using. And I just don't know if I want to see that again. That, you know? I don't think they'd get Natalie Portman to sign up to even cameo as kind of like a flashback no. scene. I think she is done with anything Star Wars. After being in Thor, I think she's done. Well, well, she's coming back to Thor. She yeah. is. Yeah, she is. So, think there is enough money that Disney has. You know, I would argue they have, that they have yes, but they're also <laughs> making her. Enough. They're also making her Thor. That's I, I'm sorry if I'm in a kind of eh role where I'm like the love interest of somebody and I get to take over that superpower. I'm come back. What you talking about? Fair. I wouldn't Fair. hesitate. I'd be like, deal. I get the hammer. Deal. <laughs> yeah. Drew, I wanted to ask. Um, you, like you've said, like you've been doing your podcast for sort of like three kind of need three three plus years now. What's been your favorite topic to cover on your podcast? Did you like, was, he, was it the Clone Wars stuff? Was it specifically getting to go over the movies? The movies were actually quite difficult to cover oh. because they've always been like such an, they've, they've been such an ingrained part of my life that you, you don't want to talk negatively about them. No. Like, <laughs> you can't talk negatively about a, a New Hope or The Empire Strikes Back. Um, oh, my, the favorite thing I've covered if I'm being completely honest, it was the, D the Disney Investor Day. Oh, Disney really? Investor Day. Yeah, that 
was so exciting. I watched that live. <gasps> nice. I I watched that live. I lost it <laughs> so much during the Star Wars <laughs> stuff. And then they they took a break, and then I did it all again for the Marvel stuff. So getting to do those two podcasts for Marvel and Star Wars was incredible. It it felt like you know like going back and listening podcasts about like from October 2012 when Disney first bought Lucasfilm. It felt like that. We're like because prior it was like Mando season two and season three of course, um, and or and Kenobi, and that was going to be it that we knew of. Because Boba Fett, I think, was still a rumor at that point. Mm. So that was very exciting. It was super exciting. Um, I've loved covering all of Mandalorian, all of it. The, these last trips with the Boba Fett have been, I, I think, some of the best Star Wars that, that Disney's put out. Um, I have to agree. Yeah. It, it just, I've really not been excited about Star Wars until this past week and a half since that, that Disney Investor Day. That, that was the last time I've been really, really excited about Star Wars. Yes, Royal Farm Boy, we have Drew. Hey, Royal Farm Boy, nice show. to see you back. He's back. He's Way. all excited. Oh, bless him. I, I'm Thank glad you. to see him in the chat, though. I He's mean, great. I, I figured I it out and are able to comments again. Drew, thank you so much for letting me pick your brain about your podcast. I put, I'm sorry if I put you off spot a bit. No, not not at all, not at all. Thank you. Right, Kyle, are we going to get into it? Are we going to get into possibly like the biggest Star Wars beef that has ever beefed? So I know that there was some stuff being talked about the online. The original beef. The original beef. Last, last week on Twitter, it was on Instagram. I seen it a couple times. And then there was a couple posts or um, I think comic books um, on their uh, on their show, or not their show, but on their webpage, there was a person that brought up. And there was a lot of arguments. And I thought that this would be a good topic to talk about. And it is, why did, cha- why did George change the scene when Han shot first originally. In the original trilogy, we seen Han shot first when he remade it, George changed it. And we know why George changed it. George himself has said in a, in a Washington Post um, interview why he changed it. But I kind of want to know everybody's thoughts on, do you think he did the right thing? And what would you have done differently? I- I'm just going to jump in because I wanted to provide a bit of context for any listeners who may not necessarily be aware of the kind of the detail behind some of this. Um, Obviously, in the original, the original first cut of the 1977 Star Wars A New Hope, Han shoots first. We know this. We know this to be true, accurate and true. However, in 1997, he went back to the special edition and it all started being changed. And after that 1997, he did it again in 2004 and then again in 2012, just before Disney bought Lucasfilm. So he well and truly has not left it alone. And he says it's about, I quote, um, making the film the way it was supposed to be made and finishing it the way it was supposed to be finished. But it caused outrage, absolute outrage in people. Out of all of the things he changed, this seemed to be the one thing that really, really got people worked up. Uh, a quote I found from George himself, he said, Han Solo was going to marry Leia, and you look back and say, should he be a cold-blooded killer? Because I was thinking mythologically, should he be a cowboy? Should he be John Wayne? And I said, yeah, he should be John Wayne. And when you're John Wayne, you don't shoot people first. You let them have the first shot. It's a mythological reality that we hope our society pays attention to. Great but it doesn't make any sense in terms of Han Solo's character. Well, this is, my thought process on this was, okay, John Wayne was a cowboy. The whole point of being a cowboy is who has the fastest draw. 
So that means you're going to shoot first if you get your gun out first. So I was like, I didn't understand why. Like, okay, George, what was this reference about? Like, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Me personally, I would have left it alone. He's supposed to, he's, I mean, throughout the rest of the film, throughout all of it, he's a scoundrel. That's who he is. Even after he marries Leia and they have kids, he's still bones on her. He's a bad guy. He's not a good man. This is Han Solo we're talking about. He's a spice runner. He's he's a, a smuggler. He's the bad guy. And the whole point of it was that that's the thing that the women are attracted. The princess is attracted to the bad guy. It goes it's back the to the room. thing that women are most likely attracted to the bad guy. So the point of changing it didn't make a lot of sense to me ever like it just and for me being around for the whole all of the films yeah i'm looking at it like what what, what why what and then like when they started adding the blaster scorch mark on the wall and all this other stuff like oh y'all just taking this too far we don't even care at this point. okay cj <sighs> what tell us tell us first. all about it all i gotta say is he shot first i don't care i don't care <laughs> i will never care i'm sorry I remember, because I had the VHS, the original VHS, before it, it was all changed. My grandfather had all of them. They were in the silver box. It had Vader on it, at all of them, right? And I remember watching it, and I thought, as a kid, watching Han, because he's already at gunpoint. He's sitting there. Greedo's already got the jump on it. And the fact that he still reaches down, quietly unbuckles the strap, yep. and grabs his gun ever so slightly. I'm sorry. That's self-defense if you got a gun at you. It's who's gonna pull the trigger first. It's he's already at gunpoint. It's just who's gonna Absolutely. shoot who. I don't 100%. know why George changed it, other than to piss people off and to cause. I think he no, did it. He it, didn't. He didn't do it to change well, the look of George. No, hold on. Let me finish my statement. He did not change it to make Han look like a good guy. He changed it so just just because it would cause controversy. The man wanted it to be relevant. He wanted it to be. He wanted people to talk. He wanted people to pay attention. He wanted people to be like. Okay, well, why'd you do that? Well, now we got to go back and watch I all the movies. We got to go and buy the rest of these and see what else he changed. I that's what I think he heartedly did. disagree with that. Personally, yeah, I don't think he. That's fine. Personally, that's just how I feel. to George Han Solo is is his character. He he wrote separate from Harrison Ford's performance and what he brings to the character. That is George's character on a piece of paper. To us, Han Solo is that thing on the paper, but he's also Harrison Ford's performance. And I think, as we saw from the directing in the prequels, George doesn't necessarily understand human beings very well. The dialogue, <laughs> the speech, the, all of that. And he still, after all this time, sees Han as the written character on that script who maybe wouldn't have shot first. But Harrison Ford's performance as this cocky, arrogant cowboy right. became something different. And George went, no, I don't like this. This doesn't fit. This isn't right. I need to change it until it's correct for him. I never think he, the man intended controversy. It was never anything like that. It's his need for perfection that he feels he has the right to and it comes down to the artist and the, the art and the artist. Drew, how how do you feel? Because you've not had a chance to... It's valid. I give you a valid point on that real fast. Fair. He also, in the hallway scene when he ran into all the stormtroopers, they didn't fire yet. They were still in shock and he shot somebody quick, real fast, <laughs> and then turned around and ran. I'm sorry, that's just Han Solo. He's going to shoot first no matter what it is. I also, I do agree with your point to a degree, because as Nick just pointed out in the chat, it is a marketing genius. Like, it is smart. (laughs) Now, I think this would be a great time to get to today's sponsor. 
Do you ever find yourself just needing a few extra credits and you don't have a perfect credit score? The banking clans can't or won't approve your loans? That's okay. Jabba believes everyone deserves equal access to credit. That's why he does his best to consider your overall financial situation. When you need emergency funding, you want a lender with a proven track record. Jabba has been lending credits for hundreds of years and he has helped more than 4 million hardworking people tackle emergency expenses. So if you need a few extra credits, no matter the reason, stop by Jabba's Palace on Tattoo he is there to give you the credit you need. All payments must be made in a timely manner. If you do not make your payment, bounty hunters will be hired to track you down and capture or kill you. If you are captured, you will be forced into slavery until your debt is paid, which will never happen and you will be a slave for the rest of your life. A couple things. One, that hallway scene is a little bit different shot. When he shoots Greedo, it's more calculated, more smooth. Yeah. The hallway scene is like, oh shit, oh shit, shoot and run. It's more <laughs> a little bit more panic. With Charlie, I agree with Charlie. I don't think originally it was for... Um, to cause disagreement, to cause the argument. Uh, I think later he embraced that aspect of it because you see him showing up to interviews with Han Shop first shirt. Um, he, I think he embraced that aspect of it, it kind of as a joke, but I don't think he intentionally writ, wrote it in to cause that conflict. Um, I agree with CJ um, a little bit about like um, like why it wasn't a good idea, but I'll offer two more reasons why I don't think they should have, um, like why Han Shop first. One, are, is Greedo just the worst shot in the world? Like, what yes. kind of flipping bounty hunter oh, are you yeah. to miss a shot point blank? Like, who are you? What? So that's the first one. Like, how bad is Greedo? Like, that just makes it so stupid. Number two, um, also to do with kind of like with what George Lucas said about um, he's a bad guy. How would he ever be able to marry Princess Leia if he's the one who shot first? Well, you're completely disregarding. Are people not allowed to change? That's the whole point of Star Wars. The whole point of Darth Vader's journey is that people change and people are capable of redemption and becoming better and becoming new and i think you know within darth vader's journey why can't han solo change and be the good guy why does he have to i understand you want to make a good role model that kids can look up to but at the same time every kid is going to make mistakes who are they going to emphasize more the guy who overcomes his mistakes or the guy who's perfect thank you for coming you want your kids to you want your kids to idolize a womanizing totally Drew, how do you I feel? I feel like we've not given you a chance to... Yeah, um, I really do see both sides of it, but if I have to pick a side, I'm gonna... All, I will always choose the side of the filmmaker. I will always side with George. That's fair. It's his vision. As someone who really wants to go into film, it's... I understand that you're never done. You are never done writing a story. You are never... Like, once... A movie comes out it still lives in your mind it's still being written it's and George has this he had this incredibly rare opportunity to look to go back and change the films after they'd all been released and he had this vision now you know just like after he finished sex because George had a basic idea of what you, you do it. It was never as planned out as people think it is. It was never as planned out as people think it is. But once he did ha have it all completed, and he saw the journey that Han Solo had gone on, he saw that maybe that moment didn't necessarily even mesh well with how it it ended in Return of Jedi and where George wanted to go with his sequels. Um, that, that, that's just my opinion on it. Um, and one thing that we quote on, on the podcast a ton is Makanki. So. Yeah, Maklanki. Which apparently translates to I will end you. It was taken from uh, Anakin and Sebulba's exchange yeah. when he's a kid. 
that was the last that was the last thing that George did before it went to Disney and wasn't his anymore. Well, somebody that's been that's worked in the industry and has dealt with directors and writers, they change shit all the time. Like constantly. Oh, we don't want you to say that now. We want you to say this. What the, I've been practicing this for two days. What are you talking about? I know you want me to say something totally different. They are constantly changing stuff. And I do agree with Drew on the fact of that George is a perfectionist. So he had a, he a lot of the scenes were scenes that he originally wanted to put in the first movie when or the first draft of the movie, but he couldn't because of budgeting. And then to have the money to go back and be able to change them all and put in the stuff that he wanted to put in and add the stuff and change the stuff the way that he wanted to do it, he had the opportunity to do it and he took that opportunity. And I don't blame him for that, even though I, I like the originals the best, but it also gave you, it also gave him the ability to say, I am the, I am canon, basically is what he is saying. This is mine. I can do whatever I want with it, whenever I want with it. And I don't have to get nobody's approval and I don't care what the fans think. You either like it or you don't. I can do that because I'm George Lucas. And George Lucas has been that person in many interviews, like when they've asked him questions, he's been like, cause I wanted to, or it was my idea, or that's what I originally wanted to do. So we see that George is somebody that is not restrained by opinions or the, the, the film industry he does as he wishes to do. But the thing is with the story <clears throat> is when you meet Han Solo, you see this rough cut, spy smuggling, I owe a thousand different people money, guy who's just in it for himself. And throughout the movies, there's a lot of progressions. When you meet Han Solo, you see that guy that will take you out if you're about to take him out. You see that progression throughout the movies. Like, don't get me wrong, I agree with Drew and I agree with you, Kyle. Like, yeah, it's George's ultimate vision to do it the way he's always wanted to do it and now that he's got the money and stuff but it originally it just you saw that progression and by the end of Rege uh, return of the jedi you see that he went from the i can shoot first I i'll kill you if i have to i gotta get the job done i gotta make sure i can pay what i owe to i gotta help my friends i'm in love with this woman and she needs my help and these damn ewoks are annoying kind of person <laughs> that we know like it, it's a lot of progression when you watch it and when you go back and you change it 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 question like it made me question when i was i can't like as it changed it made me question like okay well why did he why did he do that you know why why did you change that because you can see that there's growth in the character in that arc and then now it's just he's always been like this he's always been on that teeter-totter of if he has to he will of, and maybe he will maybe he won't like my girlfriend and I watched it yesterday. I sat there and we watched it all. For one, Greedo should have just shot him. Hands down, should have just shot him. He talked way too much and he gave Han way too much time. Plain you know, and when, I, when I was watching it, I was, it, it Drew and Garrison, we'll get to you in a second. But when I was watching it, cause I did the same thing as you, I watched it yesterday. And my thought process was this, like why didn't Greedo just come in like Mando and be like, Dead or alive. <laughs> I could bring so you in I cold the, or I could bring you in warm. That's what I kept thinking right there. Like, Greedo, why you shoot him? I have the Bounty Hunter's Guidebook that came in this, like, Bounty Hunter's box thing that lights up and it's all the cool stuff. All the Bounty Hunters <laughs> trash talk the hell out of Greedo. Telling him he's an idiot. He should have. 
he, he don't listen to anything that Greedo says in the book. There's a couple, there's a couple spots where Boba Fett crossed out what he said and wrote something else. I love like, that. I, I love when love, books do that. I love this book to death, and I'm like, wow. Even the bounty hunters think <laughs> Greedo's a punk. So go ahead, Drew. You had you guys have something to say? Well, you you mentioned the Ewoks, and I just have to ask if you guys saw that thing um, that John Campia put out a few weeks ago about why the Ewoks are like total murderers and stuff. Uh-huh. Did you guys see that? I think that I did. Amazing. I think I think we've argued yes. this on the podcast that, that they are in fact war criminals. Um... <laughs> like, <laughs> they just murdered a family of twelve last week. Yeah. Which with no hesitation. I I, I like we knew they were murderers and they ate the stormtroopers. I I'm sorry, never what? really Did you not know that? I, they didn't just I need kill a them. They, I need, they ate I need them. a minute. I need a minute. Nobody look at me. I need a minute. <laughs> CJ, I thought you were gonna see me that. Oh yeah, I, I've been trying to find it because it's always like a certain website. It's worth it's the guy that I told you that wrote about it all. I've been trying to find it because like the original website it was on. It's not there anymore, so I gotta find I gotta find it out somewhere else. So I've been searching for it like crazy, but I will send you it the second I find it. But they are they are some human eating crazy. That's why they had Han and Luke and Chewie tied up. They were like, oh, it's good. They were about to cook tonight. It'll be some good eating tonight. The Wookiee's gonna last us like a month. This is gonna be great. (laughs) (laughs) Like like that, and one thing in there is like that dress that Leia's wearing. Where no, 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 yes. no, 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 because I know where this is going, I know, no, yes, the second I heard the dress, I'm like, oh, please uh, say it, say it, Drew, you gotta say it now, you gotta say it now, oh, oh you, you want me to say it? Yes, say it. Yeah, uh, that dress is from, like, the mother of, like, a family of 12 or something, is what he said in the video. <laughs> yes! <laughs> that means they, that means they had some good eating then, too. George, you really didn't need to bring, like, Ed Gein into this, like, this doesn't need to be, like, a lamp jade sofa kind of affair, this is not... Something I thought you guys might find interesting Hannibal about Lecter. Hannibal Lecter about all of this, <laughs> about all of this uh, um, hand shot first stuff. In 2014, Harrison Ford participated in a Reddit AMA and asked me anything, and he replied to the question about who shot first with, <clears throat> "I don't know and I don't care." That sounds like a Harrison Ford. That's just answer. Harrison yeah. Ford. That is just well, Harrison Ford. He's, no, the only thing he's ever got to understand is to too. Money. He's probably asked that a million times. Yeah. Over the last 40 years, who really shot first? I don't care. Leave me alone. Why do you keep crazy. asking me this? Garrison, come, back out. come back out from your microphone. What were you going to say? No, nah, it's good. Keep going. <laughs> no, but say okay. what you were going to say. What you going to say? No, I just think uh, kind of with the Han Solo character, uh, kind of what Nick said, on like what Harrison brought to the character was I think more of a guy who would shoot first now if I was Harrison Ford and I did want to change it and I did want Han to shoot second um here's how I do it we all know Han Solo is influenced heavily by like kind of cowboy old west so you take the story of Billy the Kid there's a story of Billy the Kid he's a famous outlaw and a bounty hunter comes to take him and Billy the Kid's sitting at the saloon sitting at the bar facing away uh, his back turned to the guy. The guy comes in, says, hi, how you doing? And at first, it's kind of just a casual thing. So Billy the Kid's like, oh, got a nice gun. Let me see the gun, right? And he looks at the gun, guns. it's a revolver. And he looks at the revolver and he s- sees that he's only got three bullets in the revolver. So he rotates the cylinder so that the next shot is going to fire on an empty chamber. Then he gives the gun back to him and the guy finally says, all right, I'm here to bring you in. And he doesn't even turn around. He just keeps looking at the bar. Here's the guy, pull the gun out. And he hears the guy fire, but obviously it's on an empty chamber, so nothing happens. And then he turns around with a smile. He's like, gotcha, and kills him. Yep. You know nice. what I mean? So if you want to, if you want Han to shoot second, have it that way, where 
have it that way where he's got some kind of plan to make sure that if the other guy does shoot first he's gonna be okay yeah because then you can you can get the character who's not gonna shoot first but you also get a character who's prepared and he's not gonna leave that kind of thing up to chance and get himself killed true i don't think it's over analyzed to be honest because he's he said being the devil's advocate does it really matter in the grand scheme of things do you think this topic is over analyzed it is, but it isn't. It isn't because, hold on. It is because people, Where is the bro, you're listening to the wrong podcast. If yeah, that's you, the, bro, like, everything one, is being analyzed. <laughs> Two, it's, it's a topic that's always talked about, but never in great discussion. You don't get a lot of podcasts that will pull this up and everybody seems to agree with it. Like, yeah, George did great. All of us have a different opinion. We may agree with the other, other, the other teammates' opinions. We might disagree, but in the grand scheme of what we're doing with this, is that we all have a different view. We all have a different idea. We all think that it's it. It could have been like this. It could have been like that. It's just a lot better that way. Go ahead, Drew. Yeah. Well, one thing that uh, Nick Bakewell just pointed out in the chat is uh, George the storyteller, and then Harrison the storyteller. Mm. I I disagree with that because. One thing that I I read is just like the actor serves the character and the character serves the story. Ah. Harrison I Ford, I mean, in a sense, it would then be a, a servant story that George is, is telling. While I love his performance, I I love Har- Harrison Ford in everything. But <laughs> what the whole Han shot first thing that is part of the story that has nothing to do with Harrison Ford. That would have happened regardless of who you cast. True. So that's fact. I don't honestly, and that's one of the one of the big topics that comes up a lot is the if somebody else could play Han Solo, like really play Han Solo. And I don't think that there's too many people out there that could no. be Harrison Ford. No. That's why I don't think that people should they should put him in a point. This is a whole new character. This is a younger character in like the solo story. It's a younger character. This is younger Han. Han has grown from that point by the time we get to New Hope. So he's a different person at that point. And something that's basically on this topic as well because Han grows. So it's okay really, for him to is, shoot first. Really, Darius? I was thinking Kurt Russell, but all right. All Kurt right. Russell? Kurt Russell's too old to play our young Han Solo. <laughs> no, 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 I'm talking about, no, 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 I'm talking, really? I'm talking about originally, like, in the running, Kurt Russell went for that role and was passed up did, for, yes. for Harrison Ford. What? There's only two people in my mind now that I'm like, I've seen all their acting, I've seen all their movies. There's only one other person I feel like would have been, would have been a great Han Solo and that was Kurt Russell. Well, that, which would, that actually, mm-hmm. go ahead, finish your thoughts, PJ, sorry. But he is, it wouldn't be Han Solo now without Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford brought this special vibe, this this attitude, this cockiness, this- Dude. Just, just this personality. Like anybody else wouldn't have been able to play it as well as Harrison Ford. For some reason, I feel like this was Harrison Ford just being him, yeah. but being called Han. Because I feel like that would be Harrison Ford in that universe. That was just Harrison, like that. Yeah, that was Harrison Ford's first kind of right. real acting job. He was a carpenter before that. Like uh, he did one role before that, oh, and no, that he was did. George's. He was the uh, the one of the racers in. Uh, American, American Graffiti. Yes, that's yeah, that's it. But to have like a leading role to be kind yeah. of the main man. There's yeah, I, I agree. I think I think actors have such a big impact on the character. To completely separate the character from the actors, uh, I think it ignores a lot about characters. Like, I, I so much of characters are built upon what actors do for them. I think that you can't you can't ever separate an actor's impact on how an audience views a character. 
Look well, at how, how Hiddleston has behaved towards Loki, the character. That's like a 12, 15 yeah. plus year standing character now. And that man has poured heart, soul, blood, sweat, and tears into building that character into what we know and love now. And I, well, I love that Harrison Ford kind of had the opportunity to have three whole movies to be like, I'm going to make this character yeah. this, but more. <laughs> well, and, and it also brings up a cool idea if you were to like like a fun topic to do with like if you were to recast it who would you I, i'd love to it's do an, a fan it's cast. almost an impossible thing but sorry that, Kyle, that one i couldn't change i couldn't change luke skywalker because mark hamill is just a legend himself i mean he's the joker he's he's the trickster he's literally he's done so much and for him to have that one major role as luke skywalker you can't change that you just you just can't and it's the same thing with harrison ford harrison ford has all these amazing roles but you cannot envision him not being han solo anybody i can cast anybody else and everybody the, else in the movie and the crazy thing is and uh, those three those big the crazy thing is that when you look when you look at it and and people got to understand like in original movies when Hansel, when prince when uh carrie fisher tells uh, Harrison Ford, I love you. He says, I know. That was not scheduled to be like that. He was supposed to say, I love you back. He put that in there, and it worked out. It made the character. A lot of people don't don't realize that when you're doing stuff, sometimes you'll say something and they will use that instead of what the original thing was written because it's better. It just came more natural. And that's the things that a lot of people don't look at. There's been plenty of times that I was supposed to say something as a character and I said something different and it just they left that in there so and that's just as a voice actor that's not even as being harrison ford you know harrison ford's on screen and he says he's supposed to say i love you back and he says i know and it becomes epic you know it, it's an iconic thing there's so thing. much merchandise because of it there's so many people will say it to this day like i so, said it to tori so like it's so iconic that it's it's mesmerizing that he did something that will live forever i yeah. did want to pull up um like like drew i don't want you to feel like we're all just piling against your opinion <laughs> i um oh, no, I, I do get what you're saying particularly like george is obviously and was obviously before the whole disney thing happened he was obviously so passionate about his own work and how that was portrayed and how that was viewed and it isn't just the handshot first like there's an entire wikipedia page dedicated to every single change that he made across all six movies and i cannot imagine how difficult it must have been for him to put that down and step away and go, I can't change it anymore. Yeah. I can't correct it. And I know that he was also partly kind of tired and wanted to put it down anyway and wanted to retire and all of that kind of stuff. But man, to be so dedicated to the singular cause of making these exactly how, I'm an art, I'm a fine artist as well. I love film and video work and installation. And I understand how difficult and frustrating it is to see it in your head, know exactly what it's supposed to look like. And then trying to translate that to the outside world is impossible. That's why we practice art. That's why art exists. That's the, the purpose of it. Well, earlier in the chat, Nick brought up a very good thing about Da Vinci. He said, art is never finished, it's abandoned. That and that's true. true because you, you just get to a point like there's nothing, sometimes you can overwork art and make it ugly because you are trying to in, put your vision onto this piece of paper or onto this film or onto this audio. It, it's it's impossible. It's impossible to ever put that from your brain because your brain is just, it, 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 it's different than what it can look like, what your vision is. So sometimes you have to let go. And then sometimes you're just George and you have the money and you have the fame yeah. and you say, I can go back and do whatever I want. And then you do it and you 
To some people, it was messed up. To other people, it was like, this is way better than the originals. It just depends on the fans look at that art. And that's yeah. basically all that it boils down to. What I want to know is how would, how would you guys have done it different? Like, what, what would you have done differently if it was you? If you were George Lucas, what would you have done different? I would have left it. True. Uh, hands down, I would have just left it. Well, the thing I was going to say is, like, I, there should be no more changes to no. the original <laughs> six films, those are George's story. Like, and I don't, I would never want to see any one other than the director of a given film make any changes to that film. Oh, of course. You know, like, I wouldn't want to see anyone but Gareth Edwards make a, additions to Rogue One or Ryan Johnson for Last Jedi, because though those are their stories. Um, and I think, you know, that's just something that's really did come to light in the last year with uh, Justice League and, and all that. It's a, a director's story, an, an artist's story is sacred to them, and it should be how they envision it. So I do agree with um, the changes that George made. I, I do agree with them, not necessarily from a fan's perspective, but uh, as an... As an, an artist, I, I think you have to. You have to yes. respect that. What would what would I do differently? Uh, I don't know. Probably like CJ, I don't think I would change very much. Personally, I, I I've seen the because it's available. It's not available to stream, but it's available if you download it and look for it in places. The actual like original 1977 release. I love it. I think it's beautiful exactly where it stands. I think it tells the stories. Also, it's really important to remember that a lot of that wasn't George. A lot of that was George's wife. She was mm -hmm. the one who yeah. came in and went, actually, this doesn't work. This story's too long. This section's not right. The music doesn't work here. She's responsible for the flow that we now know as the original trilogy. She's mostly, it's partly why they divorced and separated because it got <laughs> really messy. But, uh, what do you guys think? Because I'm a bit stumped. I, um, I mean, I would have preferred it to be the same way, um, to have Honshu first, but if you're really insistent on changing it, um, and that's something that you really want to do, um, then do it in such a way that c maintains Han Solo's character. Yes. Right? Honestly, like, Garrison, when you pulled up that Billy the Kid thing from Young Guns and from the stories that we've heard from Bill about Billy the Kid, I think if you were to be able to change it like that in such a drastic scene kind of way, I would like it to see it that way. Like, he's sitting at the bar, Greedo walks up to him. Somehow, Greedo's trick, because Hansel is really good with his words, he somehow gets Greedo's blaster and just looking at it and takes the blast charge out of the, the magazine well and just messes with it to the point where it's like, oh, oh no, oh no. And then Hans is like, ha ha ha, gotcha. Like, I think- Well, you gotta think about that it. That would be know? great. In a certain sense, that's what it is in the original. Because Greedo got him at gunpoint. He sat there, he's, he, he's messed up. He can't really do anything. And Greedo's sitting there talking, and Han is talking. He puts his hand up behind his head. He's clicking out the belt. He's distracting him by moving him into things that he says. And then he says, over my dead body. And Greedo's like, well, we can handle that. And bow, he shoots him. Basically, his that's what Han was good at, distracting. If you go back to The Phantom Menace, He's distracting. When you go back to, you know, when when you look at the way that Harrison Ford played Han Solo, he used body movements. He used certain things to distract Greedo, and then wow! So it's the same basic concept as Billy the Kid in the original. That you know, so it's it's it, he did the exact same thing that Billy the Kid did. He just did it in another way. He used 
distractions. It's just yeah. like in martial arts, you distract your person by raising your hands up when they got a gun in front of them, in front of you, and then you move and grab the gun and push it away. It's the same basic concept. It's all about distraction, getting a person's eyes to move somewhere different so they're not seeing what you're doing. So it, in the original, it is basically that. So what you what are you saying, Drew? On what what would you do differently if you really had? If you were George Lucas, what would you have done differently? Or would you have just left it the way that he actually did? Well, as a fan, I would leave it, as I said before, as a fan, I'd leave it as it was in 77. But as an artist, I support George's um, creative decisions to have the final fully realized version, the version that he intends. And that changes as time goes on. That's fair. How would y'all feel if like somebody in like, 20 years, like George dies and some other direction, 20 years director, 20 years later, some other storyteller redoes Star Wars. Nope. How would that make y'all feel? Upset. Redoes it as in like another special edition or like a reboot? Like a redo, like not not change the story, but get all new actors, not well, get everything, right. just redo like the whole- Like an update, an update. Yeah. Like redo the whole new film. A reboot. Highly depends. I, I think it highly it. depends. I, uh, I couldn't. I couldn't tolerate somebody touching it. I would lose my mind. I would lose my mind. What if it was it was altered, it's already been altered. It's already been changed. He's done it three times. Leave George's work alone. Go screw up somebody else's. This but what if they do it and it's actually better? Okay. You're like, holy but, crap! This is no, way. This is so good. What is happening? Well, my thing is changing one, two, three, four, five, six in Clone Wars. That all all George did and going in and changing it would just be disrespectful to George Lucas himself, the maker himself, the guy that gave us everything that we love today. And I would just but be beyond mad. I, I partially disagree with that because George Lucas is already okay with the hundreds of books coming out. You know what I mean? He, he, he didn't release Star Wars to be like, this is my baby, nobody ever talked about it. He released it knowing that people would want to adapt it. People would want to get into the universe and write their own stories. I, I feel like George Lucas that's why he created where everybody can appreciate it yeah George he encouraged it he yeah, encouraged George. people using his ideas right um and with oh no but no, just sorry. with um for like a reboot you know how how hard people analyze the sequels and the prequels like how intensely people scrutinize them literally the reboot would have to be 10 out of 10 absolutely flawless for people to be okay with it and even then it would probably get some back Oh, and, it's gonna get what, and what has lightsaber radio taught us? There's no such thing as a 10 out of 10, apparently. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what do you drill into me every week when we rate Boba Fett out of baby odors? There's such thing as a 10 out of 10. <laughs> that's perfection. And that's just, I don't right. think anybody could do perfection. I, George didn't even do perfection because he made mistakes. That's why he went back and changed it. And he wanted to add things and take things away and do stuff because he, it wasn't perfection in his eyes. So for, we might love it and say, oh, it's the greatest thing ever. But at the same time, it's it's not perfect. And it's because George, that's why George changed it because he didn't see perfection. So it's all in the eye of the beholder. So we look at things like we all have different opinions on each subject that we talk about weekly. We all have different opinions and we all look at things differently. That's why there can't be perfection because perfection, everybody would have to agree the Great. same thing. Great. Real quick. Hi, hey, hi, Red Oh, Charlie. Hi. <laughs> Uh, we both got we both had it okay cool Kyle. yes Dylan also we do not talk about Mara Jade no, we don't I don't care Mara if Luke George Lucas headache. Is, I don't care if Luke George Lucas is not there and is not part of the Disney franchise and the ownership we still don't talk about it 
I do. I want Mar Jade. I want a whole series on Mar Jade. I think Mar Jade is awesome. Stop. Come on, Marjane. She was the emperor's hand, man. She was his hand. She was hard. She, the usual bombs in the world if it wasn't for her, man. Come on, what are you talking about? He's going to buy it back. The second he sees Marjane in any, any, he don't have enough money to buy it back. I'm wrangling. Sit down. Shut up, Kyle. What's that? What is this? It only takes one decision to decide the direction of the galaxy. A decision that will influence the outcome. But if that decision went the other way, reality as we know it would change forever. The galaxy would be on a different course. Things that have happened would cease to exist. A new narrative would be etched into creation. So we are going to analyze those other possibilities. When we ask, what if? See, and the crazy thing is, this I swear sometimes y'all can read my mind because the that was the question for the, the what if question this week. What if Disney created a Mario J trilogy? Ooh. No! Yes. Okay. Now, if we're talking like Bryce Dallas Howard, whole trilogy, Mara Jade, let's go. Give me, give me action. Give me romance. Give me forbidden feelings. Give me bright red hair. Give me purple lightsabers. Give it to me all right this very second. <laughs> I want to see her. I want to see her out in the galaxy. I want to see her messing with. I just, yes. 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 You would have to, for me to be okay with it, I think you'd have to legit just get rid of the sequels. Like, say the sequels are their own thing what? and start over. I, I don't think they fit together. I'm going to just say it now. If you did that, it's a don't multiverse do that. situation. Do not do that to Star Wars. Please, Please don't give the multiverse. Well, it, I, is, I mean, the multiverse exists like, like I, I understand Kyle, a lot of people like. Sorry, Kyle. What is it in Rebels? Is it the world between worlds or whatever? In Rebels, uh, yeah. It'd yeah, have to be something like you'd have to see, explain it like that. Wait, what, what did they call it? I don't remember well, what they called uh, it. There's a problem it, it I always have with the multiverse was, idea. Okay, with cool. the, I know Thanks, a lot of people are it. totally pumped for a multiverse. But I don't like the multiverse because it allows the opportunity for anything and everything to happen. Part of what makes a story so good and cohesive is that there there's logic applied to everything. That there's still a logic and that there's still rules to follow. It might not be the same rules as our universe and like the same science. There's some there's some kind of rules and some kind of cohesive thing that brings the whole world together. So that there are there's certain things that can and can't happen. When you take that out and put a multiverse, it's like anything and everything can happen. And when anything and everything can happen, nothing is exciting or shocking anymore. Well, you got to think about it like, you know what I mean? Garrison, we're already in that right now. I mean, the book of Boba Fett is a multiverse. It's it's basically John and Christine or Kathleen Kennedy and Dave. Only thing they're doing is staying within a canon timeline. But all this is EU. All of this stuff that we are getting right now is EU because it's not George. George based canon on this is what canon is the six films and the um the first six seasons of of um the Clone Wars. That's all this canon. Everything outside of that is not canon. Anything that's anything that George has not touched is canon or is EU. So we are actually living in the multiverse right now in Legends. This is all Legends stuff. Mandalorian, this is a multiverse. They're just sticking within the, the canon timeline. But this is not basically it is not what this is not George. So when you look at it like that, we're living in the thing. They're bringing in stuff from EU all the time. They're bringing in Thrawn, that's EU. They're bringing in Revan, that's EU. They're bringing in Bane, that's EU. These are all things that is technically not canon. 
So we're living in a multiverse right now. We wouldn't have none of the wonderful Star Wars we have right now if there wasn't a multiverse. The, the whole sequel trilogy is a the whole multiverse. It don't even make it don't even yeah, literally fit the, with the other the part Palpatine, of the movie. The Palpatine situation, mm -hmm. it that is literally a what if Palpatine survives? You guys nobody that. wanted Palpatine uh -huh. back. I can't uh -huh. nobody two seconds and there's absolute chaos. What is yeah. going on? That's just it. going on that that George Lucas claimed, which he did. He claimed that anything that he has not created is technically expanded universe. Well, basically, he he said in a comment with uh, Time Magazine that if it says based on, it's not canon, and that's everything that's been made past the six seasons and the or six seasons of the Clone Wars and his six movies. If it says based on, and you go look at every movie you this came out, every TV show, it says based on. Based on means it's EU, it's somebody else's thoughts. It's not original canon thoughts. Even if they're following the timeline, that's their choice to follow the timeline. It doesn't, they don't have to. I will admit that uh, Filoni-Favreau uh, combo have worked really hard to keep it as close to the pure original timeline as well. They also, I don't know if you guys know this, they also have access to George's notes. They have access to everything that man has ever written about stuff ever and he wrote reams and reams and reams he wrote like 40 pages on wookie holiday culture i, I want it i, I want care. I read it, it all <laughs> but he did it so i uh, yes you yes carl you have a point but in the same breath no but also yeah it's 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 sticky it's one of those we did chew this over quite thoroughly last week as well it's just it, it just has you grandma to... palpatine alone <laughs> it, just, it just it makes you think that they're, we're already in the sense of a multiverse, and I have a very strong feeling that Disney is going to be bringing a lot. You, Dave himself has says he loves the EU. So as him being one of the head writers, and Disney told him back in 2017 that you can do whatever you want. You can create new characters. That's how we got Mando. That's how we got Grogu. That's how, these are all brand new characters. They can get any character, create any character or draw from anywhere within Star Wars universe, not just canon universe or Legends universe. You, they can draw from anywhere that they want. We bash Kathleen Kennedy, but Kathleen Kennedy made a statement that they're going to try to stick to the canon timeline back in on CNN. So in an article that, or in an interview she did with them. So they're the ones that are doing it. They don't have to though. The other writers and everybody, they can write whatever they want. Disney just wants to make money. So we are not in a sense of, you know, we're basically in a multiverse now. They're bringing in new characters and they're sticking with the timeline, but it's still not the, the universe that George was going to create in the original series. It's not, the, the sequel was not what he went down. Or, or not the prequel trilogy or the sequel trilogy was not what he wrote down. They completely changed it. So we don't know. There might have been a MarJ. He might have wrote a MarJ. He just got mad that everybody else was bringing it up, and this was something that he wanted to do. We don't know. We don't know what's in that man's mind. We have would, no idea. I would pay so much money to understand his mind, though. I would I do anything to see if <laughs> I would his head just for a little while, just to see I what it's like. I would honestly give anything in the world and everything that I have, except for, you know, the girlfriend and the kids, to understand... <laughs> this man's mind nah. and where he was going with this before he sold it to disney honestly because i feel like we were going to have to wait like can. we did for what oh, i was like i don't think he can <laughs> i would no I no but i would love to know what he was going to do next before he sold it to disney i would love to see that story i really would 
Well, multiple interviews, he said he wasn't going to make this sequel. He had it written down. He had all three of the scripts written down, but he wasn't going to make it. He was going to leave Star Wars where it was at. Drew, what do you think? What? How would you? How would you? Would you? How would you do a Marjay story? If they, if you was in a what if world, how would you do? It? Well, I I did see one thing in the chat, just like you do a Mara Jade story, and then that sort of leads into the the old man Luke that we see in the sequel films. Um, and, and I think that's really interesting. I I really hope that because it, it seems like we are going to be seeing a lot more Luke Skywalker in these Mandoverse shows than I thought that we were going yeah. to. I thought we would have like one or two appearances in Mando and that's it. But, you know, it, it seems like, I mean, we're already starting to see some of his hubris come in with Grogu's choice. Like we're already starting to see some of that show up. Um, and I think Amara Jade series would lead into uh, the sequel storylines very well. So, uh, but maybe not a trilogy. I'm kind of jaded like on trilogies. Solo solo film or a disney plus series i don't Ooh. think we're gonna see a trilogy from star wars yeah. ever again I, wow I, I ryan johnson's I... still banging on about his trilogy so <laughs> I'll that take lies. i want to know what ryan lies because nobody knows about this except for ryan johnson and the people he's told <laughs> that's it that's it, that's it. he's like yo bro what are you talking about and he's like oh yeah you guys told me this like a long time ago don't you remember it's like that story where you make it up and you bring friends in and the friends here's, are like dude this didn't happen yeah I did, bro you were there you did this you were wearing this shirt that's all that's all that was here's the contract i wrote and it's it's literally on like the back of a napkin in like wax crayon <laughs> just they came out with like napkin with a red crayon what did if you... they came out with like a J movie him her and luke get married and instead and then they have a kid but instead of they reverse it like Instead of since Ben is now Han and Leia's son, they named their son Anakin. I hate that. Hold on, get that out. The biggest concept that I like, like I agree with that comment. I think Nick's the one that said that whole. That's why we get old man Luke and all that. What if Kylo becomes Mara Jade's apprentice? They go on like a kind of a diplomatic thing, and Kylo doesn't or Ben doesn't do what Marjay says, and it gets Marjay killed. And that's yeah. why there's so much dis, like disdain towards, sad. yeah. And that's why like Snoke gets like, that's how you can introduce Snoke and how he had that influence and all this stuff. And the next thing you know, boom, looks like, oh. you know what? You killed my wife. Now you turn into the dark side, you're done. <laughs> but, but then how would that fit within the, the canon of the sequel films? Like you think that would have at least been mentioned. And I understand the whole like, it's a prequel. It wasn't thought of at the time, but that's something true. something that huge would have had to have been discussed. You know, well, I mean, if George can change one through six, I'm uh. pretty sure JJ can do the, the the changing in those little subtle details. That, that is true. That is true. I wouldn't want to see that though. I would be like, what are y'all doing, man? I ain't like the first yeah. one. Why are you why are you remaking them again? You you redoing well, them and adding like, stuff to like make you it said, worse? Though, what if they change it and it makes it better? But I don't think Disney can make power. things better. <laughs> I don't think that they have to. Speaking, speaking of Disney making things better, I am gently going to segue us into news and rumors because I've got some really exciting stuff to talk about this week. Hello, 
yes. Oh my God. First big thing, ladies and gentlemen, it has been accidentally leaked and also completely confirmed that Obi, that the Kenobi series is coming out on May the 4th, 2022. Hell I'm yes, a, let's I'm go. I'm going Disneyland. Okay, no! Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, wait. Uh, Okay, it's coming out on May the 4th? A Disney employee leaked this the year. release date. Leaked the release date for Kenobi. He tweeted saying, "Our very own Obi Wan will be saying hello there on Disney Plus May 2022." Yeah, but that and don't mean he's going to be there. He could no, be. That could now be. they forced like it's forced it to be become. I'm, a, I'm not. I did my research. I do. Not I was. Do I was. I'm, I'm going to be on the road uh, going to Disneyland uh, for my daughter's birthday. I can't even watch it. I'm going to be driving. You, you guys, this is going <laughs> to drive me crazy. That means oh, it's sorry. a Wednesday, though. That means it's going to be another Wednesday episode. Yeah, I think that that's what they're doing now. Yeah, I it think. is on Wednesday. After Loki did so well on Wednesdays, they're, they're so moving away from Friday. Well. It, it really, really sucks Wednesday. that, you know, <laughs> it really, really sucks that they're doing it on Wednesday because that means I got to wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning to watch it. <laughs> and that's just, it, it, this has been putting some unnecessary pressure on my old body. I'm um, old, guys. To also support the theory that this tweet was correct and not actually supposed to be public, made public, uh, the tweet was deleted and the account made private almost instantly. Uh, but, <laughs> but then the Hollywood reporter confirmed that. Yes. And they're super, super reliable. Like, that's yes. just, like, it, something from the Hollywood reporter is essentially a Disney confirmation. Yes, that's that. That's very much how I take it. So, yes, May 4th, guys. May 4th! <gasps> um... Chuck Wendig, oh, you're nervous. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm nervous. Then this, if they make Kenobi like they're making Bo Book of Boba Fett, this is gonna be oh, this is it's gonna it's, be violent. There's gonna be a lot of violence. I'm be quitting. A lot of <laughs> I think Star Wars fans, there's like, <laughs> if, if you're an older Star Wars fan, you're not gonna be very happy. Here's what there's I only so it. much my heart can take <laughs> about Kenobi. Is like, look at two episodes of Mandalorian season one, look at chapter three, The, the Sin, and chapter seven, The Reckoning, because Deborah Chow, who directed those two, is directing this entire series. So yeah. if you liked those two episodes, there's a better chance that you are going to enjoy this show. Well, she this, did a great job with those two episodes. And this is something else that we all have to understand. We have to understand that there's gonna be, and I think all Star Wars fans need to understand this. This is the story of him watching Overlook on Tatooine. So there's going to be a lot, it's not gonna be fast paced, action based storyline here because they, they're talking about him being sorrowful of what happened to Anakin and him trying oh. to talk to um, and trying to learn the force techniques that Yoda taught him and stuff like that. So this is going to be a slower, more emotional ride than it is going to be action-based, I think. That's my right. opinion. I think like Logan. being, being yeah. a slow, boring show isn't what's going to make it a bad show. It'll still be good if it's slow or boring. You know what I mean? I think making a bad show would be ruining the character that we know, right? So I wouldn't care if it was slow or it wasn't as exciting as everyone's wanting. It just needs to fit with the character that everybody knows. It has to have a story. A story. This, this one has to have a story. The book of Boba Fett's been kind of jumping around and the story's been all over the place. Yeah. The story hasn't been very, you know, co coherent. There's a story there, but you kind of got to look in the background for the story. 
this is more of the the, the Kenobi series has to have a good storyline because if not, if it's all jumpy and and weird, it's just going to be not make sense. And I don't think that Star Wars fans want to see that. I think Star Wars fans want to see a good storyline, a good coherent what happened to Obi-Wan and Luke during this time. Because we know there got to be some action scenes because there got to be, you know, you got the whole Empire looking for Jedis and all this stuff. There's going to be some action, but I just don't think it's going to be a lot. I think it's going to be more of finding out Obi-Wan from the point of when they get to Tatooine and he drops off Luke to the point where Luke comes back and meet him. And I think there's going to be probably three seasons that they show that in and it's going to it's going to move move in the direction some of the things that he has to do with as being you know a hermit and you know dealing with all these emotions that he's having and trying to be a better jedi at the same time not being able to be a jedi that's what i really think the story and i think it's going to be a good story i just hope that that's what they're doing if, the, if that's to, what they do i have to agree with what dylan said i really hope they draw a lot from john miller's kenobi book oh i yeah. really do yeah. I, if they do if they do and they bring in like the 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 comic series part where black or is involved because obviously we know that kenobi fought him as black or was on the verge of killing um uncle owen i honestly with just the subtle add-ins but still telling that kenobi is here to try to learn how to be one with the force fully and be able to communicate with qui-gon and to learn by himself in exile on top of trying to keep an eye on Luke and make sure everything's good. I I know we may have some scenes with young Leia that might be a filler episode where it's like, hey, this is what Obi's doing watching over Luke, but I feel like it's going to pan away and be like, hey, this is what Leia's doing over here on Alderaan with the Organa family and how she's kind of- I certainly hope her. so. I think it would make I mean, sense due to the fact that we're gonna not. I mean, it, it, there's eight episodes also, of Book of Boba Fett, and we got two episodes of just Mandalorian. Like, it was just well, straight Mandalorian. There's seven confirmed episodes. I think there's going to be eight. I think that they're they're going to, that's their big surprise. That's their big reveal is an extra episode that they're not telling us about. I hope so. I mean, like, if, yeah. if this show was like 10, 11, 12 episodes, because Andor is 12, if, if then I would have, be, then I'd be less nervous about this. <laughs> the I'm both super excited for and dreading this finale on Wednesday morning. I have yeah. no idea what they're going to do, how, how they're going to wrap it all up in one episode. We can see. I've got some more exciting news. I've got some more exciting news. Bryce Dallas Howard is confirmed to be taking on her own Star Wars project. That's been officially confirmed. There are no details on whether it's a film or a TV show. We just know that she's been given something. Well, when was the going to be interesting? I think with how she's been doing with TV shows, I think she's going to be great. Which is yeah. I just hope she stars in it because she's fine. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got to think all the other directors I don't even care were what in it's the about. Mandalorian. I just want to watch her. Um, Garrison, this bit of news is just for you. Taken from giant freaking robot who have turned out to be an extremely reliable source over the last couple of months, Star Wars Rogue One star Felicity Jones is in talks for a Jyn Erso return. Yeah, I've seen that. Awesome stuff before Rogue One to kind of fill in okay. some of those gaps about her backstory. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Well, look at that. No, I liked I liked Rogue One. Rogue One was good. Drew agrees with me. Rogue One was a good movie, dude. What's up? Go Drew? ahead, Drew. Where did, where are you seeing anything about Bryce Dallas Howard? Because I'm all all in. I'm not seeing anything about that. Uh. As Charlie, as Charlie, as course, as she, as she clicked off. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, nah, you ain't gonna question my sources. We're gonna try to talk about something else. 
No, just I, I, I love that, that that idea, and I fully agree with it. I'm just wondering where, uh, like, when this. Carly, where did you find that Bryce from? Dallas Howard uh, information from? Um, you guys talk about something. Okay, well, I'll go into some news. Yeah, there is uh, people on MSN brought up this thing. There's this guy called the Mascalorian, and he is literally dressing up as the Mandalorian. He's walking around giving out masks to help people protect themselves against COVID-19. And I thought that that was just awesome. Like, dude, this That's dude great. is literally dressing up like the Mandalorian, yeah. passing out masks. That is so I cool. I love that. That is like what it, that's, that's the, where the fandom needs to be at. That's the, the Star Wars fans needs to work together and bring Star Wars to the world more than some of the things that we just do. I think there's more that we can all do and this guy is really doing it. He's getting out there and I want to, I, I couldn't find what his actual name was. They didn't say what his name was. Um, that, or at least that where I could it's find it. It's not Pedro Pascal? Nah, it's just some guy. How dare he not do this? It just says, while he may look similar to to a Star Wars character known as the Mandalorian, the bounty hunter tasked with protecting young creatures named Grogu, this Mascalorian has a very different purpose, protecting oh. people from COVID-19. He goes he's around. Literally, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait. Matt Adams, 43-year-old filmmaker Matt Adams, who portrays the Mandalorian, uh, Mascalorian, told the Washington Post of his mission. Basically, he's just trying to protect all the younglings or the young DeLoreans against COVID-19. And I think that that is so awesome that he is doing that. Matt, you're, you're dope. That's um, right. That's, that's, that's go, dope. Uh, Chris, you are 100% correct. The UK has dropped all of its mask mandates, but the majority of the general public is still wearing them. A lot of supermarkets request that we still wear them. It's not, it's not stopped for, it's stopped for some people and that's great, that's your choice. But for the majority of us, it's still masks yeah. everywhere, which mm -hmm. I'm fine with. Um, in response, Drew, uh, the Bryce Dallas Howard story came from Giant Freaking Robot as well. Okay. Where I get quite a lot of my uh, um, sources. Another thing that popped up, I guess that there is a like super duper cult favoriting to the Black Chrysanthemum. Um, there's a lot he has jumped up in the polls. This was um, done by Game Radar. Okay. His polls have jumped up to make him, he's in like the top 10 now of uh, Nice. cult favorite characters for Star Wars. Nice. So nice. He needs his own series, but all I know is if he gets his own series, it's going to be dark. It's going to be very, gonna be very so dark. dark. I would love um, to hear his off. backstory in a live action. I think that that would be awesome to hear his whole from, from starting off as like little, little Cassantin and then moving forward to becoming this, this giant Rapture. killing warrior. Great. I think that that would be a dope series. I think that could action pack the hell out of that series. And you know, I'm the action guy. I love to see action. That just done but action. Just him like being like three years old, ripping people's other Wookiees' arms off and like <laughs> little frogs' arms off or something. I think that would be so dope. There are baby Wookiees in the holiday special. We do not speak about it. They are disgusting. Um, the other something very suspicious happened on the day that the Book of Boba Fett episode aired. So, people are speculating that in the Order 66 scene, when the three Jedi are fighting against the 501st, on the walls, you can see Barris Offie's symbol. The, the diamonds, the, the, the squares that are in a diamond shape. On the same day that episode aired, the Wikipedia entry for Barris Offie's symbol, like logo, was deleted. 
and uh, it seems to be to prevent people from looking up what that symbol means slash the story behind it. Very, very bizarre. They happened almost simultaneously. Like when people, as soon as Twitter started recognizing what the symbol on the wall was, the Wikipedia article completely vanished. Why did Barris is the one that rescued Grogan? That's, yeah, this is what people seem to be thinking. The theory is that it's Barris. It's, it's not the Jedi Temple. He's in Barris's like cell quarters and she protects him and takes him away and saves him. That would yeah, be- because, because the 501st opens up to shoot her. She uses yes. the fork, grabs Go Grogu and gets- that would see that would be a good scene. I really yeah. love that. Maybe Paris this is actually went scene. back to the light side. She had time sitting in her cell to re. Yeah. And maybe, hey man, they 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 wipe Revan's mind. You know, I'm pretty sure that they could uh, think, fix her to get her to go back side. to the light side. I, why would she save him? She don't care about him. She no, cares no, no, about no, power. No, if she's no, on no, the dark no. side. She takes him to have a new apprentice to try to overthrow Palpatine and Vader. Ha! There's a point And then there. Grogu just happens to escape. That don't mean that. No, but Barris, <laughs> gets, Barris gets hunted by the, uh, the not the Night Sisters, but the, uh, what is, now I'm forgetting what they are. The Inquisitors. Yes, gets killed, and they don't know about Grogu. Thank you, Charlie. See how excited over there about it? <laughs> but she gets killed I by the Inquisitors right. because Vader finds out she survives. And then they don't know anything about Grogu because Grogu's like on a ship. And then that's how those bounty hunters get him. Like, but, it would, it would, like why would Grogu be down there with, why would Grogu be down there with her anyway? Like, why would they have Grogu imprisoned in a cell? You know what I'm saying, down there in the prison wing the of the Jedi Temple. Well, I think that was the close quarters. <laughs> the cell room, if you watch like Clone Wars and stuff, it's a very close quarter area where you can use your lightsaber and you can literally pick off. That's why there's only four or five of them in that scene. You can't flood 5501 first, first soldiers in that hallway. <laughs> <laughs> they are they are accurate in numbers. They suck as individuals. They Please. all have to be like Captain Rex to me. Please stop. Well, them are clones. Remember, they made they made stormtroopers. They were clones. No, they're clones. Um, Darius out here with Grogu. Grogu will turn evil. Stop supporting Kyle's theory that he's going to become a tiny little Sith Lord. No. Stop encouraging. He's going to become a tiny little Sith. No. Hell, Grogu. Hell, no. Darth Grogu. Okay. Darth Snacks. So I got. You have news. On that, um, no, 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 um, on that, uh, Wikipedia thing. Okay, first, I don't think it matters who saved Grogu. I don't That's think that bad. matters to, to the story. Um, it, I want that to remain a mystery. That would be a good Second mystery, thing though. is that Wikipedia is not affiliated with Lucasfilm. No. So, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, there are, are certain to be a few Wikipedia editors who do have contact at Lucasfilm, but I don't. I don't necessarily think that, that is a, a very uh, suspicious thing that happened. I don't think it has anything uh, of no. merit attached to it. I'm I, just I hyping for hyping. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sat here trying to like pedal Star Wars conspiracy theories that Wikipedia are in on everything. No. <laughs> My last little bit of news on our list is uh, preparations for Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim for this year have finally started. Uh, windows for buying your tickets is unfortunately closed, but I'm so excited to cover the whole thing. One year I will go. One year. One year, I will go. Yes. It's on the bucket list. Anybody else got anything? Nope, there's no new toy drops. There's nothing really no, major. Toys and goodies. Like, Drew, I can see your little collection on your shelf. Yes. Are you a fan of, are you Are you Black Series? Are we talking like standard size? Black Series. Yeah, yes. Black Series. Yeah. Black Series. I've, I have uh, one. Been, oh, go ahead. I've been Sorry. collecting Black Series for about a year and a half now. I think, yeah, about a year and a half. Nice. Yeah, so. Wow. DJ is also a huge Black was, Series fan. 
I was able to get the uh, Cad Bane about a year ago, but like, <gasps> I'm sure that they're all now like completely fully. Isn't that gone. way? Isn't it just? Isn't it yeah. the worst? I had There's, one. Everything's hard to find. I had one more piece of news. So I guess on the High Republic series, they're actually um, this was reported by Desert News, um, but they are reporting that the way that the High Republic series is going to go, it's going to go actually go in the George Lucas format. So the first part, the first phase is um, set like a hundred and what is it, three hundred years before the time of um, the new, uh, I mean, the time of uh, uh, Phantom Menace, and then or no, it's like a hundred years before the Phantom Menace. Then the second phase is a hundred and fifty years before the phase um, before the Phantom Menace, and then the third series will be coming after that. So probably like 50 years. So if they're actually following the format that George used, give you the, the middle or the, 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 the yeah, give you the go middle back and forth, whatever, how, how, you know, how to do that. He did new, he did four, five and six, and then he did yeah. one, two and three. So they're doing it sort of like that. Nice. Which was pretty cool, which I just finished reading um, the last one that I just read. Actually, let me rephrase that because I didn't read it. I listened to it. (laughs) I was like, you listen. You listen to it. What you talking about? Um, What was it? Which one was it? Hold up. I'm sorry. I should have been prepared. I'm not even prepared. It's not Um, good enough. Crash Point Tower. And yeah, it was pretty good. I liked it. I liked it. I kind of liked the High Republic series. For for being a book person, it's... Now listen to almost or read, read or listen because some of them I read. But uh, ever since I found out about the books and just how amazing the books is, that yeah, but I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with the High Republic. They I got a lot, a lot of action going on in the High Republic books. Gorgeous, I'm an action guy. So the artwork, stunning. They, they're they have a lot of a lot of action in their books. I like True. Them. Yes. Are you ready? Are you ready cool. to be quizzed within an inch of your life? Yes. <laughs> Well, now you insufferable want that. It's time for Charlie's impossible quiz. The theme of this quiz is nobody knows the answers to yep. any of this stuff. Nobody knows the answers. I have never prepared for these quizzes, and I have been here for 30, what, six episodes? 37 40. episodes? We're yeah. At, we're, oh, yeah, we're in the 40s. This is, yeah, this is 40. 40. 40 episodes, oh and God, I still don't know. 40 episodes, guys. Happy 40 episodes. Drew, the rules are stick your hand up if you know the answer, and if I see you, I'll say your name, and then you give me your answer. Drew, the real rules is just blurt out. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) Question number one. So by now, we all know that Michael Jackson wanted to play Jar Jar Binks. We are aware that he auditioned, there were conversations, there were contracts written. Why did Lucas and and Michael Jackson fall out with each other over that role? What was the reason it never ended up happening, CJ? Greater differences between Michael Jackson and George Lucas. No, there's a specific reason. Oh, I don't know that. Michael Jackson was molesting kids. No. No, nobody any guesses. So the reason it all fell to pieces is Michael Jackson wanted to play Jar Jar in full prosthetics. And that was George it. wanted George wanted full CGI. And I am horrified at the concept of Michael Jackson in Jar Jar Binks prosthetics. That is a combination of images I don't need in, in my head. Stilts. He's in stilts. Yep, stilts. Because <laughs> he, he wasn't is... a tall man. He was not tall. 
is, what if is he was Michael dancing? Jackson? It, so this would have been Michael Jackson after the plastic surgery, right? Yes. yes. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, no, no. All we know, all we know, in episode two, Jar Jar would have been much more excited to see Annie again. <laughs> Annie, are you okay? I should, Annie, are you okay? I should not guide the quiz with this question. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> they would have been playing that song in the background. <laughs> it's, <laughs> just, it's just in like Disney, <laughs> but it's that song. Yeah. Question of the day. I'm gonna make that. I'm, a, I'm, about to, I'm about to make that. I'm about to make that song with a spoiler. I'm gonna get the lyrics. Michael saying that. I'm gonna put it to the, the Star Wars beat. I'm gonna put it to a Star Wars beat. Watch. I'm gonna put it on TikTok and Instagram. That's gonna be crazy. You know, sometimes people just shouldn't have the knowledge of how to do things on computers. Kyle, you are a prime example of this. Just <laughs> well, get really, are you, you're really talking about Kyle? Garrison found that Michael Jackson Jar Jar Binks photo. <laughs> <laughs> no, cuz. Hey, that was a, that was a good that thumbnail. That was a great photo, though. Question, question number two, you absolute maniacs. What is the name of the Wookiee subspecies first mentioned in the Old Republic game? Oh, it's got to do with games. I have no idea. Subspecies? That species of Wookiees mentioned. The, the only subspecies game. I can think of are Ewoks. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was going to say Ewoks. <laughs> I don't know. No? No idea. No, guesses, idea. no. The answer is Silverbacks. Silver. Silverback Wookiees? Yeah. Oh my gosh. What gorilla? He's got to be one. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe he is. Maybe Probably. that's it. Question number three. We all know that Jizz is the famous musical genre created for Star Wars. But which of these is not an in-universe musical genre? I'm going to read you a list. One of these is the odd one out. Glitz, Albara, Leap Jump, or Sparkle Bop? CJ? Sparkle Bop. Nope. Ah. Oh, that's what I was going to say. That's yeah, what I was right? going to say. I'm stupid. It's <laughs> not. Drew? I'm going to say, is it Leap Jump? No. Wow. Oh, Blitz that's only something. two. No. Blitz one? Was it no. Albara Alba is the odd one out. Albara is a genre of music from Star Trek. Glitz, oh, I would have said Harry Potter. Bop. That sounds like some Harry Potter crap. Glitz, Leap Jump, and Sparkle Bop. Oh, Alvarez! <laughs> Star Wars music genres. Horrific. Yikes. <laughs> Question number four. This is going to be a who can get your hand up fasted. What's the name of the Star Wars alphabet? Oh, I don't Cut. know. Cut. <laughs> Through? Oh, oh. Uh, yes, congratulations. Oh, we should all know that. What did I yeah, do that? All of you should I know that. I read my hand. I know you did. I scored. <laughs> you beat me. <laughs> I've got a friend who, like, in the early days of COVID, he memorized the entire alphabet. No, he didn't. Arabesh. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. We need to have him on the show just so he can sit back <laughs> and, and tell us what everything is so yeah, we we'll, can figure it out. We need to get I, him and I'll then... I'll get Yvonne on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, get him and then get the 1313 13 guys to do their Tuscan. Oh, that would be awesome! <laughs> <laughs> question number four. Oh, question number five, even. Tuscan Raiders are also called Sand People or simply Tuscans. However, what is the name for a Tuscan child? Brat. Brat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the little kid that Bobo should have punched in the face. Give me that water. <laughs> no one only guesses. See, I wrote these Tuscan questions Our in. Tuscan radio. Yeah. That, that seems like a personal uh, attack. No, other than it, is. it is a personal attack, straight up. Um, you don't you don't come on lightsaber radio to make friends. You come on lightsaber radio to fight. Uh, <laughs> 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 A cub. The name of, for a Tuscan child is an Uliar. 
Oh, uh, Chris, yeah. put it up. Chris, put it yeah. up before you hit. Before you. Uh, say rah, rah, rah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that was that what you just said. <laughs> he said it in Tuscan. Okay? <laughs> he said it in Tuscan. That's all. Don't swear at me in Tuscan, Chris. I've talked uh -huh. talk to you about this. It's very rude. <laughs> Question number six: Which Star Wars actor attended the last ever beheading via guillotine in Paris in 1977? Oh, oh, Garrison. Oh, oh. Uh, the guy who plays Dooku, Philip. What's his name? Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, I'll get it, I'll get it, I'll get it. Oh, Chris, Chris, uh, 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 DJ, you can have the point. It's Chris Lee. I was about to say Christopher Walken, and I was like, no, it's Lee, it's Lee. Yeah, all I the way back in that. the year that Star Wars was released, Christopher Lee would stood in the courtyard in a Paris square watching somebody get beheaded by guillotine for the last time. You know. Hey, and they don't I, do that no more? He did, he was also in the I want to go see that. Well, I can't, I'm gonna I'm I'm get a hold of I want to get a hold of the French consulate and see if they can do another one just so I could come watch it. I want to see my, somebody say it get chopped off. That would be awesome. Kyle, let the man speak. My my family was actually just in Paris, and when we like saw that thing about like the last uh, beheading was in 1977. The first thing I thought was, oh, that's the same year Star Wars came out. The irony is beautiful. The the absolutely I stunning. I know that Count Dooku was there. Uh. I know. Dooku was de also very appropriate considering his character at all, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, yeah, I think Christopher Lee was also in the military, so that probably didn't even phase him. He was like, hey, Chris, cool. He was already method acting way back then. percent. <laughs> 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 Question number seven. Can you list the Resolnaire, also known as the six actions which are a central tenant of Mandalorian life? No, uh, no. is the answer, apparently. <laughs> no. <laughs> what are six most essential things to being a Mandalorian? You can have a guess. Um, and I'll okay. right. Wearing okay. armor. Congratulations, Garrison. That's a point. Don't take off your helmet. No. Can you think uh, of any more? Honor. Defending yourself. His weapons are your religion. Hang on a second. Yes. Honor. Oh, yes. give it to me. No, no, I'm going to give it to you. I want to see if you can get any more. Um, um, am I muted? Uh, saying this no, 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 not muted. <laughs> I just, I just want to see if Garrison can get any oh, more. Okay. I don't know. Like, hey. Uh, like, I don't know, community? Something about, Moving like, the, the good CJ. of the clan? <laughs> Honor. So the first two, the first two are... No, that's not specifically mentioned. Loyalty? Not also, either neither specifically mentioned. There is Garrison, so much Mandalorian stuff that is labeled! Garrison was right on top with wearing armor and defending oneself. Those are two of the tenants. Can anybody have a guess anymore? Drew? Um, family. That one? Yes. Yes, family is <laughs> one. All right. Oh, oh. Uh, saying this is the way all the time. You <laughs> <laughs> get very moody whenever anyone touches your weapon. Oh, listen to the Mandalore. Follow the Mandalore. All of like, the Mandalore. Follow the Mandalore. Follow the Mandalore. No. up Creed away too much. Turn into a cult when shit gets real. Turn into a cult when shit gets real. It should be. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm just, I'm going to read them out to you. And I'll, Kyle, have you got any guesses? Yeah, uh... The wearing to, armor, defending oneself. You have to um, follow the clan, respect the clan, your clan. Foulings, you must take in foulings. Yep. yep. Um, yeah, that's all I got. I don't know after that. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna give two points to Carl and two points to Garrison and a point to Drew. And I'll work that one out in a bit. <laughs> the six tenants of the Resolnaire are wearing armor, speaking the language, defending oneself and family, raising your children as Mandalorians, contributing to the clan's welfare, and when called upon by the Mandalore, rally to the cause. 
Hey, we, I swear, we, we say a Mandalore, follow the Mandalore. I said yeah. Mandalore. That's, that's yeah, I said that. I said that. Three points, three points, three points. <laughs> 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 fair, 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 fair. Uh, question number eight. What is a greeble? A what? Greeble. An instrument. No. A weapon. Book. Is it a this porg? Is, for some context, like this is to do, for context, this is to do specifically with the aesthetic of Star Wars. The, the style that we recognize as Star Wars. What is a greeble? A necklace? No. Armor. It's, uh, I'll give you another clue to do a set dressing. Set dressing. The way oh, set like a belt? What is know. a greeble? Something about the outside of the ships to make them look cool. Yes, there you go. There is the point. Congratulations. It is a detailed mechanical texture seen across the outside of most ships in Star Wars. It's the idea of outsides on the, like, insides on the outsides. So it's kind um, of like livery for, like, uh, Greeblies, kind of, yeah. Inspired originally by 2001 A Space Odyssey, it was mostly developed by ILM when creating the models for Star Wars to create more context, more texture, more of a kind of alternative feel to what we're used to seeing. However, it has since been adopted as a staple sci-fi aesthetic by Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica, Red Dwarf, Aliens, and hundreds of other themes. You'll see it Okay, everywhere. new rule, new rule. Garrison must wear some type of glasses during the day so we can see if he's reading shit <laughs> off of Google. <laughs> it has to have a reflective coating because I think you're reading shit off of Google because there ain't no way in hell you do the answer. There's no way that you do the answer. <laughs> Question number nine. What do the tattoos on Barris Offie's face mean? Part of her uh, religious heritage, correct? No. Who? I thought those were like genetic, like the Sokas. Yeah, no. that's what I thought. Um... That I'm means she's part of a cult. cult. She's a raver. No. <laughs> she's a raver. She's a raver. <laughs> yeah, she goes to raves. No. Talking it up to the cult. Garrison, any guesses? <laughs> nah. Nah. So uh, it means the markings on her face, the ta their tattoos, they mean that the force has singled her out for a greater destiny. Mm. So are people tattoo that on her face because she has force abilities when she's a baby? Yeah. About oh, that. that yeah. Oh man. They know cultural sucks. You just tattooing babies. That's jacked up. <laughs> Come on, <brother. laughs> it's, it's, not a, it's not a machine. It's literally the old tap method. That's all it is. <laughs> the Hawaiian tap method. <laughs> <laughs> Question number ten. There's only there's only three more, Drew. I swear. I swear. Question number ten. What famous, what well-known literary character inspired the design of the Rancor? An actor oh came up with the Rancor. You're not an actor, author, literary, a literary character in books. A character in a very famous book directly inspired the design of the Rancor. Does anybody oh. know what that character is? Slash book, slash author. Um, Stephen King. Stephen King, good guess. Yeah. Bit it. part, bit, mm, no, it. <laughs> is it, is it like a mythological uh, yes. character? Okay. Yes. Is it from like uh, mythology? I'm just gonna no, not quite. Right. So I was okay. gonna say like uh, the, the Minotaur. But. Minotaur, no. Getting definitely in the right area. Definitely in the right area. Um. I, this is hard because I don't know how many clues I can give you before I'm just giving you the answer. What uh, I, if I said about, I said um, some very, very famous children's books. It's from a children's book? <laughs> Sorry, Drew? The Cat in the Hat? Cat in the Hat, no. Oh. <laughs> Green Eggs and Ham. Uh, Boogeyman. The Boogeyman. What, here's a who? Horton is a who? No, it's not. It's, it is not Doctor Zoid. Where the Doctor are? It's no, no. Did you hear Garrison's guess? No, it's not from where the wild things are. Chat is silent. Silent. See, 
This is bad. This is this is when we know it's bad. Is when the chat can't even this Google is, it. This is this is Charlie's <laughs> impossible quiz. Fine. The answer. The design for the Rancor was inspired by John Tonelli's 1872 illustration of Lewis Carroll's Jabberwocky. Really? I don't know. Yeah. I would have never got that. Are you not? Are you not an Alice in Wonderland through the Looking Glass? No. No. Oh my Dude, God. Alice in Wonderland scared me as a child. I yeah. did not. I That's hate fair. Alice in Wonderland. That's fair. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> such yeah. a fever. Still brings up Sorry. scary memories, bro. That is what George used to directly inspire the design of the Rancor. Horrifying. Question number eleven. What wow. make is Han Solo's blaster? CJ. DN. DL forty four. Yes, it is. There is the point. Have it, eat it, love it. Boom! Yeah. Easy question. <laughs> I forgot to raise my hand. Good job. I, she yeah. always throws in just, just, just this easy question. She lets me have the Han Solo stuff. And our, I appreciate it. Our final question is who created the Tuscan sign language as seen in The Mandalorian and the Book of Effect? John Favreau. John Favreau, no. Dave Filoni. I'm going to give it to Bryce. It is the real uh, sign language, right? It is, comes from our world, right? right. Yeah. Oh, so it comes, it's like CSL. real sign language that comes from our world? Whoever created sign language in our world? Oh, what was yeah. so, A real what deaf it, uh, person. A real guy, like deaf person so, of some kind. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. it? What, uh, yes, Garrison, you are absolutely correct. Troy Costa, who was one of the actors for the Tuscans, he's a deaf actor, activist, and director, and he specifically developed what he coined as Tuscan sign language. So similar themes from uh, American Sign Language, but also some differences to make it feel more as part of the universe. That's sick. Can he Tuscan Raiders read Braille? No, because they're not fine. <laughs> they're not, they're not fine. <laughs> Wow, I, I'm just going to forget I said that. <laughs> I I had a point and I didn't have a point. Um, terribly sorry if that was upsetting or offensive to me. But yeah, also along with vocalizations, which were made by braying donkeys, which is a question we've had on the quiz before and I love. Braying what? donkeys echoed against walls. I asked, one of the first impossible quiz questions I asked is what's the animal responsible for the noise of the Tuscan Raiders? And Garrison went, donkey. And that's a core memory for this podcast for me. Like that sounds like me. Oh, wow. That was okay. See, that's what I'm saying. It, like George Lucas, they like unless you read every single encyclopedia that has to do with Star Wars, you're not getting none of these. You're not getting these. These are all guessing no. questions. You just throw guesses out there. The more the more questions I have to write, the more obscure and harder they're getting. Because I can't just sit here and ask you ten questions like what did Han say to Leia instead of I love you. Like it's it's gotta be Oh yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that sucks said. because what is, what, so, she literally asked like, "What is Cod Vamp's underwear color?" Kind of questions like, "How yeah. are we supposed to know this?" Uh, when was that a question? I don't that remember. Was, that it was never a question. Oh, yeah. that's, that's how weird it. That's how weird and obscure. I like, I think I missed that scene. Just go back and go through the deleted scenes. Yeah, they're very, 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 but that's another thing. It makes it cause so on, on, like today we were supposed to do somebody else was supposed to do the question, but we didn't want to do that because we had a special guest with yeah. Drew today. But next week, next week, Garrison has to do them. And like, I'll tell you this, I was like, when I first saw, like I went and looked online. That's like the first thing I did when it was my week, I went and looked online. I'm like, all oh, these questions suck, man. Everybody knows the answers to these questions. Yeah. We're like, gonna call it. You, you have to like really, you have to dig deep to find questions that are that are hard. We're gonna call because... it Garrison's possible quiz, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
What? What no, would you actually, Garrison's probable quiz, honestly. <laughs> Drew, thank you so, so much for joining us this afternoon. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you. You've been you a star. So You're wonderful. Me. Thank you guys so, so much for having me on. on honestly, an absolute pleasure. This was awesome. Yeah, this was so much fun. It really was. It's really a long episode. Um, this was fun. Just so our listeners are aware, when do Tuscan Radio, when do you guys share your show? What's your weekly drop times? And give us the Where can they reach you at? Yeah, yeah. So, right do, so we're doing two episodes a week right now. Uh, Wednesday mornings uh, around like 7 a.m. It's like an instant, instant take, like 15 minutes for Book Boba Fett. Nice. And then Fridays are like the full like hour and a half, two hour show, just talking about news uh, and just uh, listener feedback and all of um, our more uh, constructed thoughts on, on the episode. But then like, you know, we're getting into after Boba Fett, what are, are, are we going to talk about? Probably the Kenobi trailer, because our, our theory is that it's going to drop during Super Bowl next weekend. Yes. It, it has absolutely to. Has to. It would so. be smart. It's the market for it. It, yeah, yeah. Are so, you are you Twitter, Instagram, Facebook? Uh, yeah, Twitter is at Tuscan Radio Pod. Nice. So it is, and then we got a Marvel podcast also. Uh, new episodes on Fridays, just going through some of the more like what if movies, like the X Men things and stuff nice. before Multiverse Madness comes out. So yeah, Ooh, don't don't get. Can I come on your Marvel podcast? Because I've got some thoughts of me. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, everybody in the chat for joining us this week. It has been a wonderful show, as always. You can find us on Wednesday for the episode finale of Book of Boba Fett. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Supposed, supposed finale. Oh, sorry, sorry. Supposed finale, supposed finale. As always, you can find us on all major social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all of that good stuff. Like the video, subscribe to the channel. It means the absolute world. From me and everyone here at Lightsaber Radio, and from Drew and the rest of Tuscan Radio, be safe, be kind, and as always, may the force be with every single one of you. Mwah. Bye bye. Oh, wait a minute. And I wasn't ready. Now, now we see. <laughs> I think that's our, that, that, that should be our theme. Kyle is never ready. Kyle is never ready. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into LSR. If you enjoyed the show, consider subscribing so you can be notified when new episodes are released. If you would like to be a guest on the show or just want to give us some feedback, feel free to email us. You can also reach out to us on all major social media platforms. They're linked in the show notes below. Lightsaber Radio is produced by Pick Film Media and is a Swaycast original, starring Charlie Harwood, Garrison Turcott, CJ Elliott, and Carl McDaniel. And don't forget to join us next time for more adventures in a galaxy far, far away.